This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support on patreon.com slash says who given at you all are amazing. And uh, we have some amazing things heading your way uh, that we are finishing up. They're good. And we'll talk about at the end of the episode. They're good. They really are good. Yeah. If you are not already a backer, you are going to want to get on this train at patreon.com slash says who. Hey there, it's your friend Maureen. Listen, I actually have some news today. Actually, if you're listening on Wednesday or beyond, it actually came out on Tuesday. The paperback version of The Vanishing Stair is now available. That means it's a lot cheaper and you could get both Truly Devious and The Vanishing Stair for what, like probably like 15, 16 bucks for the pair. Under 20, for sure. Like, under 20 gets you both of them. And wow. then, yeah, like, the paperbacks, paperbacks are probably, like, $8.99. Some places sell them for less. And so you could get them for under 20 And then, if you wanted, you could just set yourself up for the vanishing, uh, sorry, for the hand on the wall, which is coming in January. January. So, like, yeah, like, if so, if you got those two for the holidays and read them, you'd be exactly ready for the third book. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not saying that you should do that as a gift thing over the holidays, get it for other people, do it yourself. I'm saying that if you wanted a gift and you were like, eh, about the $20 mark, that would be one. And I don't I'm wanna... saying it. Buy Maureen's book, goddammit. It's great. And also, and they're you... now in paperback. And there's and, two of them. And there's two of them. And if you pre-order The Hand on the Wall, if you go on my website, there's information about how you get a free gift. With pre-order. It's a cool print. It's really cool. So that's all my stuff now. Some new stuff. That is exciting stuff. Stuff. I, my site is um, MaureenJohnsonBooks.com. Look at that. Yeah. Man, nailed it. Hey, this is Dan. You might know that there's an impeachment inquiry going on. And you might also be like, it is too much. I can't pay attention to all this shit in a I day. Can't. I can't. And I need someone to just tell me what I need to know at the end of any day in an email that feels uh, like it was written by a human. And guess what? I do that. If you sign up at impeachment.fyi slash sign up, I, me, Dan, will send you an email at the end of every day summing up what the hell is going on in the impeachment inquiry. Impeachment.fyi. Impeachment.fyi. I do that every time now, Dan. I like it. I like it. Whoa! Is that is that a nice cream truck? Hey, um, I'm gonna go on my break now. I, I'm gonna go grab some ice cream outside. Hey, kid, what's up? What's some ice cream? Oh, I, I did. Okay, well, what, what, what are, do you want? What do you want? You want a, you want a cone? You want a dipped cone? You want one of those I cherry dip cones? Or I would would like a, I'd like a drumstick. Do you have those? Yeah, we got those. Hold on a second. Is this a, is this a drumstick? This one here? No, that's a, 
That's an ice cream sandwich. Okay, hold on. What about this? Is this a drumstick? No, that's a push-up. Hey, kid, I'm, I'm kind of new at this. Um, it's my new job. I thought you worked at the White House. Well, see, kid, I do. I, uh, president sent me in here to work in, in this truck. He thought, uh, if I was riding around in this truck, then, uh, Congress couldn't find me to send me any more subpoenas. So, um, I got offered to several jobs. Uh, this was the, this is the one I took. I, th- I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, they, they had to pull some strings because I I've, don't actually have a driver's license. I've never driven, but uh, it's, uh, it's remarkably intuitive. Um, so uh, especially if you have uh, what he keeps referring to as diplomatic immunity, but I, I don't I don't think he knows what what that means. So um, that's he not, just saw, yeah, saw I die don't hard. Think that's it. No. Well, uh, I think uh, I could probably ride this out in here, kid. Uh, but now that the articles of impeachment have been announced, he he's probably going to call me back, and I don't want to go. I, I kind of like it in here. It's cold. I mean, it's cold, but you know, all the all the I, sprinkles you can eat. You're not you're not supposed to eat the food unless somebody buys it and then they eat it, <laughs> kid. Kid, we we don't worry about things like that. That's uh, the whole job. Yeah, I know. We sometimes take jobs we don't fully understand, kid. Sometimes these things happen. I, my break is probably ending soon, so I should, I think I'm just, this is, I think I'm going to go. They say they can't make me testify, and uh, I don't know, kid. I could see myself on the road with this truck here, and I mean, why does Congress it- have the authority to call me in? Well, yes, that's the whole point of equal branches of government. But um, why don't you just testify? It seems easier than doing a job you don't know how to do. You make a lot of sense, kid. But hey, listen, for your for your advice, I'll tell you what I did. I get some actual credit behind the behind the counter here and I, I can buy you an ice cream. I just don't know which one it is. If. You just want to come in and take any ice cream you like. Go ahead. It's it's paid for. Uh, but I have to come in? Well, it's because I don't know which one is which. Just come in and take well, whichever one you like. The drumsticks, they just, they're like, co- they're like shaped like a cone in paper. I'm just paper. here. I'm opening the freezer. Just they grab it. They say drumstick. Just grab it. Just grab it. <sighs> okay. But yeah, see, they're right. They're just right here. Ah, all right, kid. Let's, what? Let's go. What? Right. Where are we? I'm, I'm supposed Mexico, to be back kid. with my... Br- what? We're going to Mexico. I don't... All right. I, you and me. We're getting out of here. Help. We're going to Mexico. He hasn't built the wall yet. I don't think. He doesn't think. I don't know. Let's go, kid. Welcome to Says Who... The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. And Dan, that sound you hear in the background, I don't know if you can hear it. Uh, Puppy's awake and she's got one of her chew sticks, which she is. Oh, no. She's she's very quietly chewing it, but every once in a while she accidentally drops it on my computer. So is the chew stick is still a polite name for a disembodied bull penis? No, this one's an antler. Oh, okay. 
So she's got her she's got her antler. Um, I did get a couple. Uh, had a day yesterday, Dan. Had a day. Yeah. Well, it was a good day, but uh, min- in the middle of the day, I was cooking a big pot of boiled chicken because that's what we use for her treats and training. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, my fancy. Listen, she's she's going through a lot of training right now to to get her to behave. So she will do anything for chicken. And that includes not lunging for the nasty little white dogs from the seventh floor. So anything <laughs> to keep her away from those dogs. But I, uh, my kitchen is big for New York, but it's still like it's a like I, I don't I think it's a galley kitchen. I'm not actually sure, but it's like a big long hallway. It's nice, but yeah. you know, it, I elbowed the spoon accidentally in the pot and it sent an arc of boiling water across Oof. the room and it splashed across my abdomen um which is fine if you were cook you wearing a lot, like a half shirt no it went through the shirt Dan. it's you know water oh, can okay. penetrate cloth so you know it just went right through the little thin t-shirt i had on and splashed across my abdomen so i i got it cold right away but i still have a a burn on my abdomen which I have to treat with and put gauze pads on. So it's oh sort of, looks, yeah, I mean, I just had to put some lotion on it and then I have to keep gauze pads taped to it, but it does look like I've been had a surgical. It actually is very similar to the padding I had when I had a surgical procedure. So it's a familiar feeling. Um, then later in the day, you see, she's found a tennis ball, Dan, and Dexie loves a tennis ball more than you have ever loved anything in your goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> she can play fetch. I do not kid you for five hours straight. Yeah. She doesn't stop and she keeps getting the ball lost under the sofa. And I was reaching in to get the ball out for her. And she was so excited that she did a dance and spun herself around in the air. And as I came up with the tennis ball, she hit me in the nose with her ass and it really hurt. So I was clutching my abdomen from the chicken injury and clutching my nose from the ass injury. I love my dog. I love her. She's perfect. She's the happiest, happiest creature you'll ever meet. But she'll also punch you in the face with her ass. It's not the first time it's happened either. It's not. It is not. It's happened live on this episode. That was her face, Dan, not her ass. It was her face hitting my face. That was much more painful than the ass yesterday, I have to admit. That was the time I thought I lost a tooth. Oh, my goodness. Maureen Johnson, I appreciate your dog ass updates. It's a quiet week, Dan. There's nothing else to talk about. There is so much Hmm? going on. No. It is bananas. Hit me. Not with your ass. What? Uh, it would be hard to do because we're a thousand miles away from each other. You could do it. Not impossible, but it takes some effort. Maureen Johnson, just an hour before we started recording today. It's official. There are articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump. Yep. Tell me about them. Nancy Pelosi and Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff held a press conference. They kind of walked in silently and wraith-like. Somebody must have said, make sure you seem really Sad. serious here. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, this is something that you're taking with, with no glee. So they kind of 
floated in. It was them and and three other committee members, including Maxine Waters and a, and a couple other folks. They all sort of came in wraith-like, spoke in very slow and dour voices, and then floated back out wraith-like while reporters yelled things at them. It was sort of, it was like, it was like if they, they should have held it at the Haunted Mansion. I would have felt more, oh, more appropriate. Wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I like guess on you a can't, doom buggy. you can't come into Lizzo's good as hell or anything like that. You can't kind of, <laughs> some beastie boys or. But Maureen, this moment, we have talked about this moment for a long time, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Articles of impeachment, there are two of them. There's abuse of power, and there is obstruction of Congress. The crime he did while doing the crime. Exactly. There crime is squared. the there is the there's the criming, which mm-hmm. The way Nadler put it, it is an impeachable offense for the president to exercise the powers of his public office to obtain personal benefit while ignoring or injuring the public interest. Uh, In this case, uh, hitting up Ukraine to fuck with the 2020 election. Uh, But Nadler also pointed out that this is exactly also what he did when he hit up Russia to fuck with the 2016 elections. So, indeed, um, they are actually connecting connecting some dots that go beyond simply the Ukraine um the latest kind of Ukraine stuff which which I think is smart and they also keep pointing out that it's not like he is stopped like Rudy Giuliani was in fucking Ukraine last week digging around and hanging out with weird ass edge lords and shit like that so I don't, I don't mean to laugh Dan but it's fucking ridiculous and then obstruction of congress you know the essentially citing that at every turn the white house has blocked uh blocked their investigations blocked witnesses blocked documents um taken everything to court you know um you know with a basic statement of no president is above the law they're equal equal uh equal branches of government and and all that but we're here maureen we are here. The Judiciary Committee will discuss these uh, this week, ultimately vote on them and move them to the full house who are going to hold the vote next week. And wow, then so we go gonna... to can we go to Christmas break? <laughs> so so I'm just looking at the calendar here. So they're doing it this week. So somewhere between the 16th and the 20th, the House is going to vote on the, the articles to whether or not to impeach. Yeah, so the House has two things that they must vote, or they have one thing that they must vote on next week. And so they announced a couple weeks ago that they will be the 17th through the 20th will be days that they vote on shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they have to vote to keep the government open. So that's going to happen next week. And Mm -hmm. apparently also impeach the president. Right. Cool. Fine. I mean, that's fine. It doesn't it feel like it should feel more monumental than this? Well, I don't know. 
if you've got your belly cut open and someone keeps sticking their hand in there like repeatedly after a while, you know, when someone actually grabs your liver and rips it out, you're like, well, they've been sticking their hand in there for a while. I guess that's a that's a that's a situation I made up on the fly there. But, you know, it's, we're, we're so inured to the pain. <laughs> this is really gross. Yeah. <laughs> but this like is a gross time. Metaphor at I know, but it's a gross time. <laughs> oh, gross. I mean, we've been watching the criming, the criming, the criming, the criming, the criming, the criming that happened within the criming. It came in criming. He came down the at the that escalator criming. He was like, Russia, fuck shit up for me. Come into my office. Look at my shit. Here's my phone full of secrets. Here's this. So so no. It should be monumental, but it's like. Uh, uh, Can we just back? What mm-hmm. scenario in actual life would that play out? Well, I've been listening to a lot of history podcasts on the history of surgery, and that's sort of what it was like. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Gross. Well, I just, they didn't it's know. Gross. They didn't even know to wash their hands, Dan. They would just like, basically wipe the chunky bits off and go right back in it is every now and then so one of the things that over the last week and even in their presser today and and all of that there's all this reaching back to the to the authors of the constitution and all of that where it's you know interpreting what the founders meant and and this and that and every now and then i remember our entire government is based on the writings of people whose best idea for basically any illness whatsoever was to stick leeches on your body. Do you know how George Washington... Or just Washington, to bloodlet you. Do you know how George Washington died? He died from bloodletting. Well, yeah, he caught a cold, basically. He caught an infection out in the cold, and they uh, they brought him in, and all of the things that they did to him, which was probably strep or some, something similar... Uh, they took out, I believe it was seven pints of blood. Yeah. They they gave him emetics. Uh, they gave him. Um, they put they 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 leached him. They they made him barf. They gave him. They gave him so many terrible things. And then they, uh, after he was dead, they were going to try to freeze him and sort of bring him back with them. <laughs> Good. With some sheep's blood or something like that. I mean, it was oh, it was bad. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, I mean that's the like he died yeah, the... bleeding and barfing and shitting and it was terrible. All because he had a cold. Yeah, he probably all, had. All he probably had something brought upon him. Right. He probably had to... strep or something bad, but yeah. it was they bled him to death yeah. essentially. Anyway, that was the best they had. In terms of what they could think of. And and yet we're still kind of reading the tea leaves of things that they wrote 250 years ago or however many years ago. Um, every now and then I'm like, that weirds me out. But here we are. Yeah. I want this to feel like a bigger deal. Feels big. I mean, I think that once they actually get in there. And do the impeachment hearing, then I think it will feel like a thing. Yeah. This feels like a foregone conclusion. 
Right. And that's, I think, the thing is that it's, there is no, there is no mystery here. No. Because he does the crimes out in public every day. Literally every day. He's like, I'm going to wake up. Here I am doing some crimes, flushing my toilet. 10 times, 15 times. Dan, they they made news for you this week. Good God, they did. Good God, they did, Maureen. Donald Trump, I don't even know what it was. Was it like like a... cabinet meeting or something but it goes off i believe it was something to do with the environment yeah he he talks about how he's he's ordering the epa to review toilets flushing standards because as he put it you used to be able to flush one time now everyone is flushing 10 to 15 times i have a question (laughs) <laughs> just one have you ever in your life ever seen anyone do that no i mean I- unless you have a bad clog or yeah, or if it's broke like the chain's broken or you know something yeah. is broken even then i don't yeah. think you do it 15 times because after once or twice you're well this is broken so i gotta take it apart and fix it <laughs> Oh, Maureen. Nobody. Can I just. 10 to 15 times. Yeah. I didn't even think about just the sheer number of it. Like it's. That's a lot. Can you. And can you imagine standing there angrily flushing a toilet 15 <laughs> times? Well, you got to wait for it to fill every time. <laughs> so like that's like a real commitment of time in the bathroom. That's about a half an hour, right? Or yes. no, let's let's think about this. It's maybe a minute to set. I'd, I'd yeah, say I'd talking... say it's probably about a minute from flush to being able to reflush on so most 15, toilets. 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Just pissed. Executive time. I mean, it, it seems like it's a lot quicker to just bust a plunger out at that point. Is this happening on Air Force One, do you think? <laughs> that would be, man. I mean, you would have like 10 to 15 times in a row on an airplane toilet, I feel like would actually compromise the internal pressure of the airplane. Yeah, I think they land. They have to land that thing. <laughs> Sir, like, do oh, no. us- Sir, do you want us to pull He's over? He's flushing again. <laughs> the oxygen masks dropped down. <laughs> Just so that people can breathe. Because all the air is being sucked out of the toilet. Everybody gets have to put their seatbelts on or, you know, they're sleeping oh. on the floor on their yoga mat. So they have to <laughs> grab an object. It's like that scene in the A-Team where they had a shootout on a plane and people started getting sucked out. Oh, my word. <sighs> that was the real highlight of the week for me. I know. And boy, I, was, I, was I don't know that you. I've ever been forwarded a news report more than that. I was happy for you, Dan, because I think that a lot of people forget that you created the Has Has He Poop Today site. Yeah, TrumpPoopWatch.org, which is woefully, woe. I think I'm a month or two behind on uh, on that right now. I'm sorry to say the impeachment took precedence over over the poop watch. You've done a lot. We got work, so Dan. much time in the day, Maureen. I have uh, some, to prioritize. Some might say that one became the other. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, Lord, Maureen, but that is not all that has been happening this week. Impeaching, getting articles of impeachment out and really starting the ball to probably about a week from now, a little more than a week from now, we will have, the president of the United States will have been impeached. But between then and now, England is holding their fucking elections. Indeed, yes. It feels like if you were to have written this, an editor would be like, all right, this is not impeaching the president and like holding the elections that will decide the fate of England. Doing that at the same time feels too much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it is happening. And uh, nobody knows what's going to happen. Like it's it's one of those things that there are some indicators, but really it's this is um this is a gonna be a weird one. Because um That's not good. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, the English election isn't kind of one election. It's six hundred and fifty local elections. So each area is electing their MP, their member of parliament. Yeah. And the leader, the prime minister, is the government is the party that gets the majority in parliament. So yeah. it's not like you're electing a person like in a, like a like a cult of personality. Although you kind of are because you're, you know, you know who the leaders of the party are. But you're technically you're you're electing your local MP. And so if there's no majority, then a government needs to be formed. So what happens sometimes or it has been happening is that um, different parties make coalitions with each other in order to get a majority. Yeah. So the main parties running uh, are the Tories led by Boris Johnson, Labour, head, headed by Jeremy Corbyn, uh, the Liberal Democrats, headed by uh, Joe Swenson, and I don't know the leader of the SNP, the Scottish National Party. Um, they get, you go in, uh, you, you fill out a paper ballot, you put it in a box, they're counted by hand in the various localities where the um, various candidates kind of stand around with the big rosettes pinned on them of like, you know, they're saying their affiliation. Um, and then the, the results are read out while everybody's standing. And if you remember some of the photos, uh, there was a candidate named Lord Buckethead because there's always right. uh, candidates in these elections that uh, are members of the Looney Party or something like that. So there's always somebody like Lord Buckethead who was a giant black knight with a bucket on his head. And um, they they do elections right, but nobody knows. Nobody knows. And um, meanwhile, Brexit is not settled. This is this election kind of came up because the Brexit thing basically cracked everything apart. And um, they're hoping Tories are hoping they're going to get a majority so they can jam their Brexit through by Jan by January, which is the new deadline. So the, the UK is still holding this ticking time bomb. Uh -huh. um, other parties are promising a, a people's vote 
or to stop Brexit, like just various like redoing the the vote or it just so no one knows. No one knows. Uh, But there will be an election on Thursday. But there's no there is no indicator in polling. Polling is just that quick or do they not do polling? And polling is difficult. I mean, there is uh, the Tories may have a, a, a lead. Uh, in some areas, I may sneeze at any moment, just so you know, here it comes and <laughs> sorry. Um, I think the polling indicates maybe a slight Tory hold, um, but I don't think they really know. It's a, because okay. Boris Johnson is very unpopular. Jeremy Corbyn is very unpopular. Jeremy Corbyn has a very sweeping reform plan. Um. I think the Lib Dems are kind of, I think, coming up in popularity. Yeah, it's um, it's fraught. It's fraught. Wow. And um, yeah. My Oscar, my husband, uh, I was like, you're voting. So in order for him to cast his vote was very difficult because you some some countries let you vote at the embassy and the, the UK doesn't do that. There wasn't time to like get the the paperwork for a overseas ballot, so he legally the, his last option was to vote by proxy. So he um, his parents, after casting their vote, he is given his vote preference, and they will drive to his last residence, the town of his last residence, and cast his proxy vote because the paperwork has been done. So they will go and vote in his stead because in some of these places, does he the, have to mail a glove? Yes. Yes, he does. But in some of these places, Dan, the vote difference is like somebody's won by something like two votes. Wow. I mean, yeah. So (laughs) these votes matter. They matter a lot. So the vote is on the 12th. Are we even going to know on the 13th what what the status of everything is? (laughs) Frequently, they announce that night. I imagine that okay. on Thursday night, we will be having our dinner in front of the TV, watching because we're five hours, because it's five hours ahead, we'll be able to watch right. um, results. I mean, the night of the re- the Brexit referendum uh, was tr- was actually the night that I was throwing my mother a huge retirement party. It was like a huge deal that I'd gotten her this really nice retirement party, and it was the night of the Brexit and my poor husband was nervously, we were watching it on phones under the table. And then we came <laughs> back that night and watched as the whole thing happened. Um, by And we saw it by around 11 p.m. Because they sometimes count the votes through the evening and they'll, they should have it. So it's going to be something. Well, Town Watch, that is Patreon backers at $5 and up. We will have a British election update. Probably Friday morning, Friday midday for you. Patreon.com slash says who. But Maureen, Boris Johnson was also in the news this week for another reason, wasn't he? My God, Dan, this was really was quite a week, wasn't it? I'm looking at our notes and I'm looking at the time and I'm just like, how? How are we getting through it all? Well, Trump went, uh, was at the NATO summit. Yeah. And um, which was in England. Yes. Again, a thing where the editor would be like, 
test too much, too many things in England at one time. I need you to pull it back. So the first thing that happens is that the queen is greeting Trump. And then in the background, sort of in the doorway, is Princess Anne. And the queen gives her this signal, like, come here. And the princess Anne just does this, like, elaborate smug emoji thing. Like, oh, well, what can you do? And <laughs> it was really funny. And I just want to say one thing about Princess Anne. In 1974, a, a guy tried to kidnap Princess Anne. Oh, my he, God. He, with a gun. Like, he shot her bodyguard, uh, the driver of the car, uh, someone who tried to help. Um, it was serious. Like, it was many people were injured. He gets in the car with her, and he points the gun at her, and he's like, get out of the car with me. And she said, not bloody likely. <laughs> and didn't get wow. out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not going over to see Trump is something that checks out. Go Princess Anne. I mean, fuck that guy, right? I like it. I like it when people are like, nope. But that was not the only nope that happened. That was a pretty funny nope. But yeah. And then came the rest of this exchange. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We all know about it, but uh, you want just go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Well, so you ha- so this is at the NATO summit. So you had leaders from all of the NATO nations. So essentially, you know, most of Europe uh were there. And as with any of these, you know, very kind of formal diplomatic things, there are a bunch of lunches and dinners and all of that. And at one point, you had what? You had Boris Johnson, you had Princess Anne, you had Emmanuel Macron. Um, and Justin Trudeau. Yes. Oh, that's right. And Justin Trudeau from Can- for the, the, the Prime Minister of Canada. We're all standing together at like a cocktail party. And there was, I think it was a BBC cameraman was was filming just sort of the party. And then they realized afterwards that you could hear the cocktail chatter of this, this little group of people. And they were standing there talking shit about Donald Trump. It's still funny. And it's been several days. It is. It is amazing. And he basically left in a huff called Justin Trudeau, a two faced liar canceled his final press conference, left the NATO summit early, and went off to be angry. It is incredible. Yeah. I I can't even believe it's real. And it is. <laughs> it is amazing. Because you know that that conversation is happening all the time, everywhere. It's happening here. It's happening there. And then we finally caught one of them on mic is such a gift. It's like we've spotted. It's like we're bird watchers and we've spotted. We know the birds out there, but it's very it hides. And we finally caught one on film. (laughs) (laughs) But Maureen. That's not all, is it? No, it's not, Dan. 
Yesterday, even as impeachment hearings were underway, uh, the FBI Inspector General released a fairly anticipated report into the FBI's actions uh, around the 2016 election and specifically around their surveillance of the Trump campaign. Um, this was this was a report that had been demanded by uh, by the president and put into motion by Attorney General Barr. Um, and the report found that they were entirely justified in in doing um, in doing the investigation, um, that it was not based on the Steele report, that it absolutely was based on um, an intelligence share from Australia because Australian um intelligence got word that george papadopoulos was into drunk in australia it's bragging about getting intel from russia and sharing it with the trump campaign um so essentially the entire argument that there was sort of this deep state a coup attempt was blown out of the water however your boyfriend maureen carter page fiance thank you He factored in. Tell us. Tell us about your love. Well, my boyfriend, sentient lollipop Carter Page, um, <laughs> has been talking about this FISA warrant forever. And yeah. the daji dossier, as he says. Um, if, if, as I know, as I understand it, the FBI report found that uh, a surveillance of Carter Page was justified uh, because they had a a reasonable suspicion that uh, Russia was trying to recruit him or that perhaps he was already a Russian agent. Um, but they uh, found that the that the, the Russians deemed him too stupid to recruit. <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, the. So that it was all founded, but that there were um, like glitches in procedure. Yeah, my read was that there were various things that they were supposed to tell FISA judges when there were kind of changes in status or things like that. And not all of that stuff was done to the letter. So uh, but my man still. Um, he was still, you know, a, a reasonable uh, object of suspicion but ultimately deemed too stupid. <laughs> Magic. Damn, this is the this is our actual lives. I know. I know. I don't know that I like it. Mm. But it is what it is. Maureen, one last newsy thing to discuss, which is yesterday's impeachment hearing in the by the House Judiciary Committee, like I said before, it was it was a presentation of inv- the inv- findings of the investigation held by the House Intelligence Committee, as well as the kind of before there were open hearings and all of that. And so the the format of it was that uh, in addition to the normal kind of forty five minute questioning rounds and then five minute rounds of um, of member questions um before that both the 
Democratic lawyer from the House Intelligence and the Republican lawyer for House Intelligence were, would give 45 minute presentations of their of their investigations and what they found. Democratic lawyer does the normal sort of here's the narrative. We've heard it a million times of how, you know, Donald Trump attempted to pressure Ukraine into into influencing the election. Um, the Republican lawyer took a much more scattershot approach you know, Joe Biden, Adam Schiff, blah, blah, blah. But what I want to talk about, Maureen, is that that Republican lawyer, his name is Stephen Castor, who seems to be always in a very sour state. Hatchet-faced. Hatchet-faced. He arrived for the hearing, Maureen. These, so they're giving 45-minute-long presentations. So they've got a lot of paperwork and things like that. He arrived... Not with a briefcase, but with a reusable grocery bag. He walked into the hearing room, put his fresh market bag on the table, and proceeded to take all of his various papers and things out of it. Live on C-SPAN. Dan, I believe that there, there exist these things called legal boxes or bankers boxes that mm -hmm. are literally designed the cardboard boxes that are literally designed to carry legal folders etc into court sure a, they're just a box yeah they're a box they're literally yeah. a box and they're often so, so so i just think that do you think he didn't have access to one of them their boxes i don't i at one point, he mentioned at one point during the hearing, you know, one of the Republicans was like, you know, thank you for spending so much time with us today. And he was like, well, my wife thanks you because otherwise I'd just be talking at her. Right. So, like, he has a wife. Mm. Did she not say, honey. Are you not are you going to the, to the Congress today? Do you. Well Maybe Do you want to be taking the fresh market bag or maybe use this. That guy looks like he hates his job, though. <laughs> yes. Did you see the look that he gave to Devin Nunez at points like he he thinks these people are idiots. I mean, his I, arguments maybe. are not great, but I don't think he likes what he's doing because it's a terrible job. Yeah. And I love to watch people in those kind of positions who know that their job is terrible. I love to watch them doing it. It's a, it's a favorite thing of mine. <laughs> but to, to not even. I don't know. So fuck I, it. I have two children uh -huh. and we, we road trip a lot. Sure. Um, and so there's always a point on one of these trips where we're in, where we're unloading the car and we're at a hotel. And sometimes, you know, if you get a good deal somewhere, you're at, even at a slightly nice hotel. Like you're not at the Holiday Inn Express. You're at the like, you know, Suites by Marriott or whatever. Um, and I will be unloading the of the car, and it will be like, okay, cool, a suitcase, a suitcase. Reusable grocery bag, reusable. Oh, geez. And like, I just get really embarrassed to have to walk through the, the lobby pushing like a cart 
full of reusable grocery bags. But it's like it's convenient when you're road tripping because you've got like the kids blanket and like the you know, you need to be able to grab stuff easy. But I am always vaguely embarrassed about it. And all I'm doing is walking through a lobby full of strangers. And you have a three year old Four is he? Yeah, he is four. Okay, so you have a four year old. uh, Yeah. There are all sorts of logistical reasons why it is a very helpful type of bag for lugging stuff around. But appearing in an impeachment investigation to Mm -hmm. Congress, I Mm -hmm. don't think is one of them. You know, I I sometimes you know how you have that mindset of the nice things. And sometimes I was always brought up, you know, you have your nice things and use your nice things. And I'm the kind of person who always thinks that the nice thing isn't for me. Like I have the nice thing, but I'm like, I can't use the nice thing. I have to wait for a special occasion for the nice thing. Like even my own wedding, I was like, do I need to wear shoes? You're like, you have to wear shoes. So (laughs) I understand the mind to find shoes as a nice thing. I kind of do Dan. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm always afraid to use the nice thing. Like the nice journal that I got or uh, wear the nice shoes, wear the, you know, wear the good coat or, you know, and I get it. He didn't, he didn't want to use the nice things. He's still, he's still caught up. He's not living in the moment. He hasn't realized that today's the day and that things are meant to be used, you know, that he should, you know, he got it for Christmas and he's like, it's really nice. I'm saving it for a special occasion. Like <laughs> life is to be lived and he should, he should, today's the day, like use what you've got. Like, you know, it's, Crack it out. I get it. I understand. I sympathize with this guy. (laughs) I don't know that I do. You got to use the nice things. Uh... We're getting to the bottom of it. I feel like we're, we're Marie Kondoing our sanity. Like we're, we're (laughs) junking things out. We're going, does this spark joy? No. We actually have a lot of clutter around here and weird stuff. And we're just digging to the bottom and really looking through the drawers and going, man, this shit is a lot weirder than I thought. So, um, yeah. Speaking of digging through drawers, Maureen, this is the last, the last thing that we need to discuss for this week. There was a deeply, deeply depressing article in the Washington Post about Trump's extensive exploitation of undocumented workers at his various clubs. But buried within the just enraging parts of that article were some incredible details about what a fucking weirdo Donald Trump is. Tell me. Are you ready? I I was born ready. Okay. Quote. Those who cooked and served Trump knew that he liked his cheeseburgers well done and his Diet Coke in small glass bottles with a plastic straw that no one could be seen touching. All right. Donald Trump liked Irish Spring bar soap in his shower, but his housekeepers quickly learned not to throw out his soap even if it had worn down to the thinnest sliver. Trump decided when he wanted something discarded. When that happened with clothes or newspapers, he would just toss them on the floor. I have thoughts, but we're going to continue. Trump loved Tic Tacs, but not an arbitrary amount. 
he wanted in his bedroom bureau at all times two full containers of white Tic Tacs and one container that was half full. Side asterisk, the relative I always talk about absolutely does shit like that. Like a hundred, this again, this is why I get it. I have seen this. (laughs) The same rule applied to the Bronx Colors brand face makeup from Switzerland that Trump slathered on. Two full containers, one half full. Even if it meant the housekeepers had to regularly bring new shirts from the pro shop because of the rust-colored stains on the collars. Now, just a quick side note. Bronx Colors, though it's called Bronx, is, is from Switzerland. Uh, And it is actually makeup that is not sold in the U.S. Uh, When Washington Post reporter David Farenthold asked housekeepers what the shade of the makeup was, and I'm going to murder this Spanish, but one replied, una naranja espantosa, which translates to a very scary orange. Vox then dug into the makeup a little bit and talked with Isabel von Cannell, the chief operating officer of Bronx Colors, and she confirmed that based on the description of the makeup, that it must be their orange concealer. Uh-huh. She wouldn't, this is from the Vox article, she wouldn't comment on any political implications or whether this attention could be negative for the company, but she did say, quote, if he really uses it, then I would say, okay, Mr. President, I think you are using it a little bit wrong. All right. Damn. Maureen. Maureen. Do we we even need to? I don't know. I don't think we do. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. This person 100% is my relative. Like, I see too many comparisons, Dan. I have seen this. I have seen these Uh behaviors. 100%. Uh But the orange makeup, you know, he got some, he bought some Euro trash. He went to the pharmacy. Because, you know, European pharmacies, they sell all kind of cool stuff you can't get. Ah, what's this? Yeah. Got some cool Euro trash. He's like, look at this stuff. It's amazing. It makes me look great. And as a teenager, all of us got foundations on our collars. You learn how not to do that. You're putting it down too far on your chin. Um, well, if you're him, you just throw the shirt on the floor. Get a new just one. Just throw it on the floor. Again, that's a, but that's like a hotel behavior. Yeah. You know, that's a hotel behavior. It's right. also a behavior of a, of a child. It's definitely, definitely behavior of a child. Do hotels turn us all into children? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, there's a certain infantilization involved in people, kind of unseen people coming and cleaning up after yourself. They clean you, your stuff. They turn down your bed, you know, close the curtain. Are you, are you okay? You know, do you need a, do you need, or did you, did you go to the bathroom already? You know how they come in at night and they're like, did you go to the bathroom? And they make you go <laughs> to the bathroom. You know how they do that in really nice hotels? They come in and make sure you went to the bathroom. No. And Maureen, I don't know where you're staying. Oh, yeah, like a nice hotel. They're like, do you have to, do you have to go? Okay, mm. how many times are we going to flush? 10 to 15, that's right. 
I'm deeply uncomfortable right now. This man has not ever led a normal life. And no, he really is like the lost arrested development character. <laughs> he's such a, I, I, I know we've said this, but he's just a weird dude. He's a weird guy. He is deeply, deeply, deeply strange. Covers himself in weird orange makeup with circles around the eyes. Doesn't want anyone to touch his weird ass food. Just eats like a, eats like a, like a, like a three-year-old. Throws his shit on the floor. Needs to keep candy next to the bed. Sits there and watches TV and shit posts all day. Flushes his toilet 10 to 15 times. What is his fucking day like, Dan? That he gets up, he's got his... All right. He's got his Tic Tacs next to his bed. Two and a half containers. He goes in to take his Irish Spring. Irish Spring. So he's got this paper, translucent piece of Irish Spring that he's rubbing himself down with. He's just rubbing all over, Dan. Oh, gross. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I had to take my glasses off reflexively (laughs) when you did that. Mm Mm-hmm. I want it out of my head. He's doing all the cracks. Oh, He's getting oh, under God. there. Stop it. He's doing all the flaps. There's no. a lot of flaps. There's oh, a lot of flap God. cleaning. No, just, oh my God. The I'm water, sorry. The water in the shower is running orange oh, from the makeup. Oh, now, boy. has he got his hair on? No, he, I think his hair comes off for the shower. It's got so, it, right? So the hair's off. So he's rubbing his scalp, presumably with the Irish spring. And I'm going to guess head and shoulders. Just in general. Yeah. Or Prell, right? Wasn't Prell a thing? It was Prell the one that was the combination shampoo and conditioner. Yeah, he's he's got a stockpile of Prell somewhere. (laughs) And he's rubbing himself down. So he's got, it's all green stuff, green and blue. He's got washing the flaps, rubbing the head down, orange water spinning down the drain. He gets out. He's got white towels and they're all orange now. He's scrubbing it all off. Drops that shit to the floor, walks his naked ass into the main room Ugh, where God. he puts on what I imagine are boxers. He's not wearing tidy whities A pair of big boxers on uh, and an undershirt. Uh, he's, he's got a pile of, uh, sh- of shirts from the pro shop. He puts that on and a pair of big old khakis. And then he goes into the bathroom mirror He's, he's checking Twitter as he goes. Uh, now, at this point, he may have some executive time and do the, the 10 to 15 flushes. I'm just saying. That's the tweeting time. Yeah. For sure. Now, it's time for the makeup. That's a heavy, greasy makeup. I mean, if you're talking about a concealer like that, that's going to be pretty thick. He's got it all over his fingers, Dan. He's not using a makeup sponge or a brush. He's using his fingers. It's all over straight, rubbing it in, getting it down the chin, making sure he looks good. It's on the chest, the chin, get under there, get the flaps. And then oh. he rubs it off. He doesn't. He rubs it off on a white towel, which he tosses on the floor. Maybe gets that splash of Dracar. We don't know. Picks up his phone, puts on maybe his puts on his hair and his baseball cap, and then strides out angrily into the into the Mar-a-Lago or whatever whatever shithole resort he's in to begin a day of diet coke, cheeseburgers, 
and shit posting. Yeah. It's gross, but accurate. Drink it. Possibly drinking a Diet Coke with breakfast, I would imagine. Uh, I need to burn the word flaps out of my vocabulary now, Maureen. Thank you very much. By this week, we will know the results of the UK election. Uh, we may, I don't know if by Tuesday, we're going to be actually seeing the start of the actual impeachment hearings and votes. I think by, I think by next Wednesday that that will be underway. How many days of hearings are they going to do? Uh, none. Okay, so they're just going to take the the motions to the House. Yeah, so the to the best of anyone's knowledge, the Judiciary Committee is done with hearings. They will debate and approve the articles, and then those will be advanced to the House, who will then have floor debate and vote. But hearings seem to be done. Okay. But there's going to be debates, is what I mean. There's going to be some yes. sort of a day or two of procedures and discussions. There's definitely going to be a lot of that type of shit show and happening, what day, both what in day, judiciary and and the full house. And the vote is probably, if you were guessing... I would gut that 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 the impeachment vote will probably wait till the twentieth. Um, Friday they, the twentieth. Yeah, they're gonna drag it right down to the end because then oh. they go on recess. So we're gonna go right to the holidays. We're gonna yeah. go right up to Christmas. Yeah, and then there'll be a break, and right after, the Senate will pick up uh, for trial after New Year's. They've the Senate released their um, legislative calendar last week and they left the entire month of January off the calendar. So that seems to be when they're doing it. Right. OK, then. Well. Um, says Uvia, stick with us if you uh, want to live. I don't know. Um, stick with <laughs> us. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody join it's just, hands. It's good. We're getting on the ride. Uh, we've been, here we go. We've been in that really long Disneyland queue for a while, but we're just getting to that part where we're at the really fancy, elaborate part of the line where you can see yeah. and there's more like attendants going, okay, come this way, you know, and you're going to be next. And they're going to, they're starting to sort us into how many in your party? Three. Okay, stand here. That's where we're at. That is where we're at. And we're all going, are we we're going to get, you want to go in front or so it's you and me. Okay. You and me, Dan, we're going to, we're going to get in this one. Everybody else just decide how many of you each want to get into the ride together. We're all just going to get into our, um, to our buggy. Ah, uh, says Whovians, you are the ones that make this possible through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who a bunch of Patreon updates. First off, if you are a Town Watch subscriber, that's five bucks and up, you'll be getting a British election special uh, probably midday this Friday, barring any any weirdness. But beyond that, uh, back in October, when we hit one year on our Patreon, we announced some uh, gifts for continuing support. That is anyone who supports for four months um, uh, at a time at various levels will get uh, 
we'll get more. We made some cool stickers that we sent out immediately to everyone that has supported for at least four months. And there'll be another round of those going out because this is not just a one shot thing. If you signed up today and hung out for four months, uh, you'd be getting that at the, I believe stickers were at the $2 end up level, but at $10 and up, and at $25 and up, we made some promises that Maureen Johnson, we are about to keep. Yep. We commissioned a map of says Whovia for everyone that supports at the $10 and up level. Uh, that we just got the final art from the artist last night. And it is amazing. It's for real. Like we hired a proper artist who does really yeah. cool work. So this is this is something you'll like. It's it's a really it's a very cool print. It is a it is a bright and colorful print of the main locations in Sezhuvia. There's a monorail line that runs through it. There's a shipwreck. There's a there's a manor. There's a It's good. It's really good. There's a there's a fast food restaurant with a drive-through and a limo parked in it. It is amazing. We will be sharing images of this map very shortly, and I will be sending it to the printer by the end of the week. So uh, it will be heading out to uh, folks that have backed at the ten dollar and up level for uh, at least four months. It will be going out probably in the next week or two, uh, and then at the twenty five dollar and up level, first you'd be getting that map. Uh, but we also promised to make coping boxes, little collections of things to help you through it all. And we are underway in the very elaborate process of <laughs> putting these together. I just want everybody to know how these things get done. And they get done because Dan does them, because Dan is a man of many, many talents. Um, and he knows how to make and do stuff. And he keeps sending me photos of stuff. Um, he bought some magic machine that is helping make all these really cool things. Um, yeah. And he keeps sending me photos of incredible stuff. These boxes are, they're going to be, they're full of like cool bespoke says who stuff. That's actually very funny. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be getting you're going to get a whole spell kit. Yep. You're going to be getting uh you're going to be getting a votive candle with imagery on it. You're going to be getting a sleep eye shade. I just made those yesterday. And to to give credit where credit's due, Maureen, I I had these eye shades and I or eye masks. I was like, I don't know what I'm putting on it. And you came up with the perfect phrase to affix to these <laughs> I didn't even I have to asked. think about it. Yeah, I've never seen a turnaround on an email so fast. I was like, I can't think of something to put on here. And it was like seconds later. You hadn't exactly right. And then about 20 minutes after that, I had the first one prototyped. They are going to be amazing. Honestly, I'm pretty excited about these boxes. They have so many incredible things in them. And that is four months of back in at 25 bucks, which seems like a lot, but it's, distributed over time and you get everything else to the map and the sticker and you get signed books from us and you get you get a ton of stuff at that level Dan loves a project i you do love, love a, a project you love a project like i it's, I, I do yeah i do in fact yesterday was perfect because i had the hearings on 
uh, streaming on my computer at one end of the table. And I was just busy, busy building shit uh, for these boxes on the other end of the table. And it was about as perfect a way to do to do things as possible. But anyway, Maureen Johnson. People can go to patreon.com slash says who you can join, you can upgrade, you can, you know, you can do whatever, really. And we will we will uh, we will get some cool stuff to you uh, at pretty much any level. Uh, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Speaking of cool people that love a project and our logo was designed by Darth. Who also is a red panda who loves a project. Indeed. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, and it has been amazing over there. There are just people helping each other out. There are people doing incredible Says Who You projects. There are people playing Minecraft. The Facebook is really a remarkable space right now. So good job, everyone. I just want to add one thing because I have seen on the Facebook some people wondering about the charity, about the food bank that I talked about. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to figure out. Here's the complication. The only way to really because this is such a like a. When I say this is a community thing, they really, it doesn't have like a fancy interface or anything. They take this money that sometimes they get by hand. They go to the store, they cook, or they hand deliver like two eggs. If they have, if they have 20 eggs, you know, they distribute as many as they can. So it's that kind of level. Uh, The church itself has a website where you can donate. And the way you would click donate, and then you would have to write a certain message into the donation box for the donation to go there. And there's no other way I can I can see to um to get the money. Like I was like, do I have to I was trying to figure out if I create another site or, a you know, like a spreadsheet or something to try to coordinate or collect the money and give it to them. And all of those things seem a little too complicated. And I want you to be assured that like the money is actually going straight there. So I'm going to put up the link and I'm going to put in the exact text that you write to get the money to the food bank. Awesome. These are really nice people. I know them. Like my mom, literally talks to the woman who like gets the money. So it's not like it goes to an unseen organization. My mom will literally go and be like, "Did you get the twenty five dollars or whatever?" <laughs> so um, I'll write all that and I'll put it on Facebook. And I'm trying to, and I'm probably going to make a post on my own site to try to collect even more money because um, they really, because of the recent budget cuts, people are really suffering. And they're deeply hungry. Like I said, on Thanksgiving, they just ran out of food and they were just giving out beans because that's all they had left. This is how, like, if, if they get, I've given, that's where I give, you know, I give money there. Like, they, they turn that money into food as efficiently as possible and they have zero overhead. It, it's one of those things where people are hungry and so people are getting together to feed them. So I'll be putting that on Facebook. Thank you for everyone who asked about it. People helping people, Maureen. Tis yeah, that season. This is they were really moved at the thought that some people would be giving them more money because they they really do survive on what they collect in a basket. That is awesome. That is awesome. What a good thing. What a good thing. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us December 18th, 
somehow this month is going way too fast. But December 18th for our next episode. Wow. Freaks I'm, me out how fast this month is moving, Maureen. I am not ready, Dan. This was I forgot that this was one of those things that, that Thanksgiving and Christmas were really close. Yeah. That's was, what it is. I was like, whoa, that's I am, what it is. We didn't even get a tree yet. And I honestly am not sure that I'm a big tree person, but it's so quick. And also I think Dexie will eat the tree. So <laughs> um most of my day will be spent trying to keep the tree upright. And I have too many things to do. So what I did instead was I totally wrapped our apartment in lights. Like I turned the, the uh. apartment itself into the tree. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Whenever we do that and we, we put a bunch of lights up, I'm always like, why don't we just leave these up all the time? It's very cheerful. It is. It's very, very happy. It also took me a while. Um, I will say they have these new command light hooks. That you you just put them up and they're a little scoop thing that you can just stick the, the wire in. Very oh, handy. They're very, very useful for this sort of thing. And I'm like, I cool. may just leave that shit up because I don't, you know, I can just, there. you can't really see them. And then yeah. we, we just go back up and just stick it in there. This has been Light Talk. <laughs> From my well-lit basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from a place of um, of good cheer oh that's always intermingled with knowledge that the world is a complicated <sighs> and often difficult place, but through difficulty we can often find beauty and come together. And um, together we create, together we we grow, together we we move and we nourish each other, Dan. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, did I tell you I went I'd to like is if you just oh, no. did I tell you I went to Costa Rica earlier this year and what I yeah you did it changed me, Dan. The mm-hmm. thing is, it really did change me, and um, okay. I uh, you could just get to your name part though. I appreciate you, and this season I am deeply thankful nice. for all of you. Okay, and I'm thankful for you, Dan, uh-huh. and all you've anyway. taught me. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, this is say been, your name. Says no, you got to say your name before that part. My name, just your name. The name I was given. Oh my god! I'm. This is the name I received at birth, but um. Oh my god, Maureen. Now, eh. sometimes you, you say your last name. I just want to make a point, Dan. Is that oh, I have God. been getting Christmas cards addressed to Mrs. Maureen Oscar's last name. Oof. Or in some cases, Mrs. Oscar Oscar's last name. <laughs> which is not my name. <laughs> no. I think it's funny when they do the Mrs. Oscar's last name, but when they do the Mrs. Oscar's Oscar's last name, where you actually the woman actually loses her name entirely and just becomes the Mrs. of the man. Yeah. That's extra funny. So I got that. I got a couple of those, and I had a good chuckle about it. But uh, I do have a name. Okay, and it's, go share it with us. And it's Maureen, Oscar's last name, Johnson. Uh, Actually, I was joking. It doesn't have the Oscar's last name in it at all. I have never changed my name. And this has been Says Who. And who I am 
is who I remain, even though identity itself is an uh, is a process as opposed oh to God. a st- to a fixed point. Thanks. This has been says who. I already did that part. Did I say my name? Yeah, you did. You're Dan Sinker. Yeah.